So the theme of today's readings is humility. You might wonder, why do we talk so much about humility? Well, first of all, humility is the opposite of pride, the sin of pride. And pride is an awfully difficult sin to give up. So we talk a lot about humility. And let's reflect on what do we mean by humility? What is humility? Do we really want humility? And if so, how can we get it? As I was preparing this homily, I kept having this silly song come into my head. It goes, oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. (laughs) That's a song about being conceited. Humility is more than just being not conceited. I also looked on the internet to find some interesting quotes on humility. I saw that even Genghis Khan, the great Mongolian conqueror of Asia and Europe, thought it was important to have humility. But humility is more than just knowing your limitations. When we talk about humility, we mean humbling ourselves before our God. It means recognizing our dependence on God and, thankfully, we are depending on God who loves us, who cares for us. So, do we want to be humble? Jesus says in the first reading, everyone who exalts himself, everyone who exalts himself shall be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. St. James put it this way, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So we can say pride really gets in the way of our relationship with God. It gets in in the way of our relationship with each other. But think about it, why do we even have to say humble ourselves before our God? Humble ourselves before the infinitely powerful, infinitely wise, infinitely loving, creator of the universe, of course we would bow down before God. But there's something about us that, that resists doing that. That's pride. So how can we get humility? There's a difficult way and there's a joyful way. The difficult way is to wait until some sort of disaster happens when there's no way to deny. There's no way you could be proud, where it would be impossible to be proud. A friend of mine was diagnosed with cancer a couple of years ago, and he started off, you know, I'm going to fight this thing, and I'm going to be strong, and he was courageous and positive. And I said, well, let's pray, you know, let's pray. I want to pray for you, and let's pray to God for you and your family to help you through this. And he says, I don't, I don't need to bother God with this. You know, I, I can do this myself. Well, after, you know, several treatments, after experiencing some pain, nausea, uh, fatigue, uh, his mental abilities kind of were affected, he was pretty well worn down. But he still wanted to fight. He still didn't want to pray. He still didn't want me to pray for him. And so he went on 
He got uh, frustrated, of course, depressed. He lost his place on the softball team. He wasn't getting the good assignments at work anymore. He uh, wasn't there for his wife, didn't feel like being with his kids, didn't have any energy for his kids. This would be a good time to maybe give up pride, turn to God and ask for help. But no, he, he became angry, right? He says, why me? He became angry at God. Why is God doing this to me? And it really hit kind of a low point, still holding on to the pride. Right? Why is God doing to the mist? I'm, I'm better than this. You know, I don't deserve this. Finally, after reaching that point, when he realized that there was really nothing he could do, right? He, he was powerless against this illness. He was dependent on doctors, nurses, therapists, drugs. But ultimately decided it was time to turn to God. That he'd worn out all his, his options. It was time to turn to God, to humble himself before his God. So he got down on his knees, right, and prayed. He asked for God's forgiveness. He asked God to heal him from his pride. He realized, you know, he wasn't the only one suffering. He's not the only one that has cancer. And his family was probably suffering more than he was. And once he got, gave up his pride, turned to God, humbled himself before God, and accepted God's help, life became much better for him. I mean, his cancer didn't disappear all of a sudden, but he was in a much better position to be, live his life and to continue to, to love and take care of his family. He even had enough energy to go uh, help out the other people on the, on the cancer ward and encourage them. So pride, by giving up his pride, it was like a, it took a burden off of him to actually say, okay, I'm going to accept God's help. That's the hard way to become humble. In the, in the gospel reading, Jesus gives a, a more joyful way to find humility. He says, when you hold a lunch or a dinner, don't invite your family and friends and wealthy neighbors who can return the favor because then you're even, right? He says, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, the outcasts, and then you will be blessed because of their inability to repay you. In other words, it's an act of charity, right? So when we, when we, when we have a feast or whatever it is, when we're enjoying all the blessings we have, then it's an aspect of humility to say, you know, these are blessings from God. My wealth, my health, my family, my loved ones, these are all gifts of God. And we're called to share those gifts and to share them uh, up close and on a one-to-one -one basis with, with people. To, and again, with the, uh, the poor and the outcasts, the, the kids who don't get to sit at the, the cool kids' table whatever it is, to reach out and discover the, the joy that they're just like us and we're just like them. And the only difference is that they need help 
and we can help them. So my friends, let us let go of our pride because pride, in pride with pride we become full of ourselves. There's no room for God or anyone else. When we're humble, we leave room for God's grace, and it's God's grace that will exalt us.